Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Amanda Bell. Good morning, everybody. Yesterday, uh, Susanna asked us this brilliant question, who is this Jesus? And it's a great question because as we read through Matthew's gospel, we encounter this man, Jesus, who says, come, follow me. And the word follow appears three times in our passages this morning. And nowadays, a follower probably means um, liking somebody on Instagram or on Twitter or on TikTok if you are a member of HTC Youth. But what does it mean to follow Jesus? So let's, let's read the first half of our passage. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Then a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. And what we see here about following Jesus is that we we can't do it half-heartedly. Jesus is with a growing crowd, not so much of dedicated disciples, but more of kind of celebrity hangers-on. And one of them says, without really knowing the full meaning of his words, I'll follow you anywhere, you know, I'll love you forever. And Jesus is pretty curt to him. I have nowhere to lay my head. Essentially, if you want to be my disciple, it it won't be free star hotels. So are you really sure that you're prepared for that? And then another man who the text says is a disciple says, Lord, not teacher, but Lord, first let me go and bury my father. And that sounds like a pretty reasonable request. And for a devout Jew, according to their law, when your father dies, burying him takes precedence over everything else. So Jesus's response here is actually pretty brutal. Leave the dead. You must follow me right now. And some commentators suggest that the exact meaning of this sentence is unclear. But even if that's true, the underlying message we see is is still the same. If you are going to follow me, it has to be wholeheartedly. You mustn't say, yes, I'll come, but then drag your feet. If you're going to follow me, then you need to commit. And and actually, it will cost you something. Following Jesus always means leaving something. We can't just add him into our routine. And it's a little bit like marriage. When I said yes to Christ, that also meant I said no to following anyone else. And I wouldn't trade my relationship with Jesus for anything but it has cost me. And I'm sure there are people on this call who have left things behind as well. And and for some of us, that would have been really painful. And I don't think this passage is here to show Jesus as someone who is insensitive about pain or about loss. If he, there, if he were, then we wouldn't have seen him having compassion and healing the leper yesterday. So why should we trust him? Let's read on. From verse 23, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. 
The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. I love this story. Jesus is asleep and this storm whips up and he is completely chilled and the disciples are completely freaking out. And let's remember that these guys are experienced fishermen. So for them to be frightened of drowning, it it must have been pretty bad. And Jesus has complete authority over the storm. He just turns around to his disciples and says, where's your faith? Or to put it another way, don't you trust me? And why can we trust Jesus? What does it mean to follow him? After the Sermon on the Mount in chapter 7, we see that Jesus has authority to teach. And here in chapter 8, he has authority and compassion to heal every disease, authority over nature here. And if you read on in this chapter, we see he has authority as well over the forces of evil as he heals the demon-possessed. In other words, what Matthew is showing us is that Jesus is God. He has the right to say, follow me, because of his divine authority. But here we we also see Jesus's humanity. He wants to get away from the crowd, which as an introvert, I can empathize with. And actually, if he's gone to sleep, it's because he's tired. He is a man just like us. So not only can we trust him as the sovereign God who commands silent waters, but we can also know him as the friend who walks beside us and says, follow me and learn from me. See how I do it. So what does it mean to follow Jesus? When I thought about the word follow, my immediate thought was um, sadly not about Christ, but of a song from one of my favourite children's films of Peter Pan. And there's going to be a slide on the screen, which goes, we're following the leader, we're following the leader, we're following the leader, wherever he may go. And these little boys are all dressed up in their funny outfits. And the challenge is, what, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Because it's so easy to follow blindly without really bothering to get to know Jesus. Following doctrine alone without knowing our deliverer or pretending in our dress up clothes, you know, saying the right thing, wearing the right thing, turning up to the right event. Or worse still, we we can turn our faith into something self-pleasing where we claim to follow Christ. I'll follow you wherever you may go. But really, we're just pleasing our own ends looking good on the outside but not allowing Jesus to transform the inside and then we're really following ourselves or have we committed wholeheartedly to Christ counted the costs but said yes because we know that our king is worthy and he's good and we can trust him and that even if we are asked to leave things behind actually he he's better than what the world can give Because the authority of Jesus is so different from that of the world. He doesn't have power for its own sake. But like he says, I have nowhere to lay my head. He was homeless on earth and he died like a criminal. His authority was to serve and through his death to bring life. And tonight in um, Connect Groups, we're continuing our series on Job called Out of the Storm. And our longing and our cry to God at the moment might be, God, get me out of this storm. But it is out of the storm that God speaks to Job. Just as here to those scared disciples, Jesus extends his hand 
don't you trust me? Um, Peter Pan was um, famously the, the boy who never grew up. He chose to follow a dream, choosing freedom and independence. But ultimately what we see is that they enslaved him. And he became a slave to his freedom and independence at the cost of full relationship with Wendy and with her family. And we had that same choice too. But what Jesus gives is so much better than the world and he is with us in the storm. And my prayer for myself this morning and to all of us is to choose to trust Jesus again with all of my heart, simply to choose to follow him with our whole hearts, sold out, committed, following Jesus with all of our lives. Amen. Thanks, Amanda. And today we prayed in response to all that Amanda shared, thanking Jesus and praising him for being the only leader ultimately worth following. Uh, we also prayed um, for just the situation in this nation, uh, having just gone past 100,000 deaths due to COVID. And we prayed for those in need and those grieving uh, at this time. Thanks so much for praying.